Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold, getting y'all ready for week 10. It's already week 10. Man, this season's flying by. Crazy. What, you know, it's like time flies when you're having fun, but so much of the season hasn't been fun. So why is it going so fast? I don't Cause, know. Because it's football and, you know, it's it always goes by fast. I, I, we always, you know, the ramp up to it. Uh, we, You know, you're excited about training camp. Training camp's here. Oh, man. I just want to get to the preseason. You get to the preseason, you're like, forget this. Give me real football. And then real football comes. And now it's like, oh, no, I don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're halfway through the season. Like, this season's <laughs> flying by. And, you know, I, I guess, like, maybe it's because we haven't had a bye week yet. And it's like, yeah. it kind of feels like a sprint and then the bye. And then, but I do think, like, week 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 11 bye is perfect. Like, yeah, it, it is pretty money. Because, yeah, afterwards, you look at how things are set up, obviously, with the division. And, yeah, every game, it's like, bam, bam, bam. It's, it's going to be a hell of a ride. 
Yeah, like the final. Yeah, so you've had what two division games? So you've had <laughs> game against the Panthers, game against the Bucks. So six of your final, what eight games are division games? Is that right? It's wild, right? That can't be right. That's not right. Four after the bye, four of your final seven games are division games. <laughs> we so, got there eventually, right? Yeah, we 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 got there. Yeah, we 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 went to college and stuff, <laughs> sort of, right? <laughs> Um, but all right, so this segment, I want to get into one thing that we talked about a decent bit with uh, Sam in the last segment, but the numbers are really kind of startling when you see them, which is the Vikings blitz at a rate that is kind of remarkable when, when you look at it. I mean, the Vikings blitz on 51.3% of their defensive snaps. That, that is crazy. The next highest team is the Giants at 43.1. So they are significantly higher than the Giants. Yeah. But even that number, it makes it seem like that's a more reasonable figure than it is. The 10th highest blitzing team in the NFL is the Panthers. So 10th, top 10. That's like toward the top, right? You are top third of the NFL in terms of percentage of blitzes sent per game, 28.8%. So, so the this Vikings are nearly double that as the number one team in the NFL. And that's a Brian Flores thing. Like that's not unusual for his defenses, but it is something that the Saints, I think that's going to be the biggest factor of this game is how do you handle those extra rushers? Can you pick them up? Can Derek Carr identify them? Because I think getting the ball out hot has been something that he has not done particularly well. Um, He didn't do well against the Jags, at least. You know, there's been, there were some very critical moments in that game. And so he was asked about handling that pressure this week under the same look and dropping out of it you know they do uh you know, you know they try you know blow you to sleep with something and then they hit you with something you know they, they he's such a good coach you know he really is he's a great coach i've always had so much respect for him uh from afar obviously going against him uh, and he's always, he always makes it difficult on quarterbacks and you you watch the watch the tape you know some really good teams having some problems and uh, you know so for us we got to be so locked in on our details and our rules and uh, on our game plan uh, so that we can go out there and try and have a successful day against him because it's tough, you know. Uh, some, they, you know, he's done a great job, you know, for a long time against really good offenses. So we got our work cut out for us. So, did anyone ask Derek what's up with the sleeves? I did actually. Okay, what do you so, say? He, so yeah, it's funny because he hasn't worn sleeves at any of these. But last week it was really cold, <laughs> and he went out there sleeveless, and he was like shivering the whole time. And then this week it was actually like eighty degrees, and he was right. wearing the jacket. And I asked him because I was like, "Are you just getting ready for Minnesota? What are you doing?" He's like, "I expected it to be cold again." I'm like, "Well, you're learning about New Orleans in real time." Yeah. Welcome to Louisiana, it, baby. Yeah, because <laughs> it was it was legit like 80, 85 degrees yesterday. Like it was not sweatshirt That's why weather. I was, I, was, I was struck by that. I was like, "What's he doing?" Yeah, I was like, "Where are his arms? What happened?" Um, but yeah, anyway, that's uh, funny that you guys said that because I, I had the same question. <laughs> but no, so I think how Derek handles that, how how Derek, how the blocking schemes, how the running backs, you know, how they pick up pressure is going to be a major factor in this game because you know if you have if you end up with multiple plays where Derek you know gets a blindside blitz and doesn't see it, and no one picks it up, and he gets the ball knocked out, fumble. You know, those are those are game changing type plays. And that's what when you're when you're a blitzing defense, that's the that's what you're that's what you're trying to do. And the Giants are like that, too. But I think the Giants are doing that because they don't have enough talent on the defense. I think the Vikings actually do have talent on this defense. And so you're kind of making that calculation of we're not going to get home on every play. 
and you're leaving openings when you blitz and you don't get home and you can get hit for big plays. You can get hit down the field, but they're gambling on, okay, we're going to play a shell defense. We're going to force you to go underneath. We're going to come up and make the tackle and we're going to blitz you relentlessly. And you know, you might, you might get some yardage. You might work your way downfield. Eventually we're going to get home because all we need is one. All we need is one game-changing, drive-changing type sack. And then we win that possession, right? And so, like, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like if you have a good quarterback and you've, it's like Steph Curry, right, in the NBA. Steph Curry wants you to double-team him <laughs> because when you double-team him, he already knows where he's going with the ball, right? And so you, you're, you're, you can double-team Steph. He's sending it over there for a wide-open three. He's sending it inside for a layup, right? So that's what good quarterbacks do. That's what Tom Brady has always been able to do. It's why you don't blitz Tom Brady because – or why you didn't blitz Tom Brady because you would send a blitz at him and you it would end up hurting you more than it, more than it hurt him because he already knew where you were coming from and he knew where he was going before you even started to come at him. And that's where you – so you can, you can beat – slow quarterbacks. You can beat quarterbacks who aren't reading things correctly. By doing that, you will lose to quarterbacks who know what they're doing. So that's where the Saints need Derek Carr to be a 10-year veteran, right? This is the type of – this is why you don't go with a rookie quarterback. This is why you go with a veteran because he's supposed to be able to find these situations and find the weaknesses and exploit them. And so hopefully he can do that. And if he can, I think the Saints win this game. Luckily, we've been seeing huge improvements in the offensive line. Uh, watching that film breakdown I mentioned before we got on the air. Uh, Chase Daniel and Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah that, that was great stuff. Um, enjoyed uh, the – and you mentioned uh, the the past episode, obviously, about Jamal Williams. Also seeing Alvin Kamara be able to pick up those uh, blitzes. It's, it's gonna That's going to be huge too, obviously, in this matchup. Yeah, no, and, and that's something that the Saints have done well the last few weeks that I don't think they did particularly well earlier in the year, which is just picking up pressure and giving Derek – because it's like you don't need – five, six seconds in the pocket, but you do need that extra half second to just allow someone to come open. So you're not throwing into a tight window. So you're, you're not just trying to complete five yards and in, in a big hit, you're trying to get someone on the run for a big play. And it's like the touchdown, right? I know they broke down that play on the, on the film review. One of the reasons it's a touchdown and not an, a, a ball in the dirt or a sack because Jamal Williams picks up the pressure and gives Derek just that extra wow. half second Yes. that he needs for Olave to win because he's going to win. It's just a matter of how long it takes. And he's going to win pretty quickly because Chris Olave is a very good route runner. But again, you can't just throw that because you have pressure. You have to allow it to develop. So, yeah, I, I think that's this game. Like, I think Saints fans are going to watch this. There's going to be points in this game where they, they call the right blitz against the right play. And, and, and it just looks like, man. The Saints had nothing. And it's like, you just got to, like, that's what's going to happen. And Pete Carmichael, you know, we mentioned Derek Carr has to do a good job of that. Pete Carmichael also has to do a good job of making sure that he's not putting his team in a bad situation by not calling plays with the expectation that you're going to be blitzed on a high majority of them. And there's going to be a lot of checks. There's going to be a lot of hot reads, that sort of thing. And that's on the quarterback. But it's also on the on the, on the the offensive play caller to to put his team and players and game planning and get them in the right position. So that's going to, like I said, you know, it's, we can, we can go about it from any different angle we want. If the saints don't handle the pressure in this game, it's going to be a long day for the offense. No. Yeah. Hopefully we see some pressure from the saints uh, defense, uh, obviously, and not pressure. That's going to end up uh, running past the uh, quarterback in Dobbs, allowing him to break free for a big game. 
Agreed. You know, one other thing I want to mention before we get into the, there are our, our guys is uh pro football focus. They went ahead and put their pre mid season, yeah, all yeah. pro list Good. out into the world. Way to pick that up. Yeah. I forgot to mention that one. There is one team with multiple players on that list. Can you guess who it is? Can you guess which team that is? Oh, uh, is it the 49ers? You'd think. Nope. It is the goddamn Saints with <laughs> linebacker Demario Davis, who suddenly is now all pro material after all these years in the NFL. Now everyone's like, oh, he's an all pro. Well, guess what? He's always been an all pro. You just haven't picked him. And then Paulson Adebo at cornerback, which, man, what, what, what an accolade for this guy who fans were telling me wasn't even going to win the starting cornerback job early in camp. He has been legit. And, you know, we talked about this. You don't need to talk about it again. The Saints are so comfortable with him at cornerback that it's like if Justin Jefferson was in this matchup, like I t- was talking to Tommy Tucker this morning, and he's like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of a bummer that you won't get to see the Justin Jefferson, Marshawn Lattimore matchup. I don't think you would necessarily have gotten that. Even if <laughs> so, Justin might play or even if Justin doesn't play, like, like I don't think that they're going to shadow I don't think right. I think they're only going to shadow if they feel like they have to, because it does put you. It's like like think about it. Like why do you have your right tackle play right tackle and not left tackle? Because playing on the right side of the line is different from playing on the left side of the line, right? Like you don't want to just be switching them around because it changes things and it's a complicated thing to to try to be to to flip that over and over again. If you can hone in on one specific set of techniques and details. And you can just do that at the top level. That's much easier than trying to switch sides of the field and trying to figure out who we're mirroring here and who, okay, you're on the right side. This, like, the simpler you can make defense and be successful, the better you are. The, the, the more complicated it is, like you talk about the blitz. One of the reasons the Giants blitz the second most in the NFL is because they don't feel like they can cover with their base, just simple defense, right? Like they feel like they need to throw wrinkles at you to get the quarterback off his spot because they know that they can't play defense without that. Whereas the Saints, they're the 20, I think they blitzed at the uh, 23rd highest rate in the NFL, something like that. They're way down toward the bottom. It's because they feel like, and you look at the pressure rates. Well, why don't you get a ton of pressure? Because they feel like they can cover, Yeah. you know? And so I think that's a, that's a big part of it. But Paul Sanadibo and Demario Davis, are, are both on this list as all pro uh, all pro candidates from pro football focus. And I think that's, that's very impressive. No, I think that's awesome too. And like, I didn't even realize that, you know, looking at it, it didn't click for me. It's like, they're the only freaking team with two players. Yeah. There's a lot of good, a lot of good players out there. Bravo to um, the black and gold, baby. Some of the other ones, you know, the funny thing is like, there are two players that play in the same stadium in Dexter Lawrence and Quinn and Williams, the two defensive interior players, both very good. Miles Garrett's the edge rusher. Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa are the edge rushers. Uh, the other linebacker is Roquan Smith. The cornerback is Jalen Johnson. Uh, and I think he, you know, he, probably a lot of this comes down to, you know, holding Mike Thomas without a catch last week. I probably That's probably a pretty big feather in his cap for this. Uh, Falcons safety, Jesse Bates. Miami Dolphins safety, Javon Holland. And there's a flex. And that's Trent McDuffie. Um, but, you know, the Saints defense... While there have been struggle points, it has also been very, very good. Like, like all we sit here is complaining about rush lanes and how slow starts. And you, it's like in the end of the day, you're talking about a game where they let up 17 points, you know. And that was one of their 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 lesser defensive games. Like, I don't think they played particularly well. They forced a bunch of turnovers and they held the Bears to three points in the second half. So you know that that gives you you know it's like one of those situations where you look at the 
you look at the individual drives and you're like, man, this didn't look that good. didn't feel that good. But then you kind of look at the balance of it and how it all shaped up. And it's like this defense is giving you opportunities to win games. And then the offense has to has to hold serve and do that on their own right and take advantage of those situations. But I think you are in very good position in terms of how the defense is complementing the offense and vice versa. At a certain point, you'll start to put it all together. And if you can win games while you're getting to that point, that's, you know, take advantage of an easy schedule and go to the playoffs and, and win a game, right? Like, like that's all you can do. And, I, and I've had people tell me, it's like, well, you know, they don't really have a chance in, in the playoffs. And it's like, what are you all, if about? you get to the playoffs, you have a chance in the playoffs. Don't give it like, I've watched the Giants win two Super Bowls and they might have been the 15th best team in the NFL both of those years. Like they were not the best team in the NFL. They weren't even the favorite to win in the games they won. Like the wild card round, right? I think they beat the Falcons one year and they were not, I think they were in Atlanta for that game. And, you know, it's it's like if you, th- that's the beauty of the NFL postseason is it's one game. You just have to win one game. You don't have to win a series. And so getting to the playoffs is something that, there is very much value in. And so, I, I mean, I, I'm rooting for it. I don't know. Do what you want. Winning football this year has been a hell of a lot more fun to talk about than what we did last year. One of the podcast was rough, dude. It was rough. The last three years have been rough. <laughs> well, we weren't Even doing with- the podcast, though, the previous year. So, but us having to do this constantly. I mean, and, and we're, you know, having to rehash things and go back over it again. Yeah. I mean, the the track to get back on winning and I'm I'm obviously uh hoping we can get three in a row go into the bye week huge momentum boost obviously you get a, a bunch of confidence coming out of it and yeah man like I we were talking about too the the rest of the way man that's some nitty gritty football we're getting ready for some serious shit and I'm glad it's it's something that we're not going oh woe is me uh if the Saints can do that if they can't we're on top of the division right now now to maintain and continue to build. The stack wins, you know. We stack the baby. We, the, the we suck again, team, right? <laughs> oh man, we suck again. But all right, let's 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 close this out with uh with 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 our my guys, our my guys. Let's start on defense. Who's your guy? Who's your guy this week? Who are you looking at on the Saints defense that you want to see step up and have a big game? Uh, I thought Cam had a pretty good outing last game, and I know that you know the the defense has had its issues with the pass rush. But I'm I'm hoping that was a glimpse of more camp to come. And we need pressure on Joshua Dobbs. Don't want to let him breaking free. I know what Carl Granderson's putting in every week. I just want Cam to also be able to match him. And I know getting home and getting the stats is not always indicative of production, but uh just want to see more out of Cam this year. I know he's uh he's up there in age, but still a, a vital part to this defense. And I think. Uh, He gets going in his dad's old home today. Oh, on Sunday, I mean. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, you know, one thing that Mickey pointed out uh, this week on on WWL is throughout his career, Cam has traditionally been kind of a second half player, you know, like he'll have slow starts, but then, so you look at 2021, I mean, you get through week, week, uh, let's see. He didn't have a sack through the first five weeks of the season, right? Okay. Through week 12, he had four total sacks. 
from weeks 14 through 17, he had two, four, five, eight and a half sacks. Impressive. And and so you you ended with 12 and a half on the year. And and so like that's what I was saying earlier. It's like you could yeah. say, well, okay, so when he had four sacks, he was having a bad season, but Trash, then he had right. eight and a half through four games, and suddenly the entire season was good. You know, so I think you kind of look at it and it's like, okay, yeah, I do want to see him continue to 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 come like waves on a beach, you know, continue to improve throughout the course of the season because, you know, that's that's where you need to be at your best is at the end of the year, not in week three. I don't want to see guys peak in week three. I want to see guys peak in the playoffs, right? So so that's something. But I agree. I think you want to see more out of Cam. For me, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the, uh, the cornerbacks. And, it, you know, it's tough to pick on my guy because, like I said, yeah. You're playing sides. So it's not like, okay, I'm picking Marshawn because I think he's going to shadow Jordan Addison or Justin Jefferson. But I'm my guy is going to be whoever's covering just Jordan Addison during this game. So whether it's Paul Debo, whether it is Marshawn Lattimore, whoever's in that matchup, I need them to dominate. And I need them to force who, who Jalen Naylor? I don't know. Who, who Who's catching passes? If KJ Osborne isn't out there, if Justin Jefferson isn't out there, I'm taking away Jordan Addison. And I'm forcing anybody else to beat me. You know, and, I guess you got to really worry about Hawkinson then, huh? Yeah, you got to figure out Hawkinson. But if I don't, if I'm not having to double Jordan yeah. Addison, and I can take him away with one guy, then I can double Jordan T.J. Hawkinson, and I can do whatever I need to do against Alexander Madison. You know, I, this offense does not have the weapons that should scare you. So you know, it's like you take away their best their their best receiver and Jordan Addison, whoever whoever it is on there, and and you and you figure out the rest. But, you know, that's that's who I'm looking at on defense. Who, who, are, you, who are you looking at on offense? Uh, offense, it's tough. I want to say Mike T because I'm thinking, obviously, after being shut out, he's going to come out and, you know, want the ball up. But to me, I, I'm actually going to go Juwan Johnson. I think that he could really uh, do something against this Vikings pressure-filled defense that where Derek Carr has to look his way a little more often. That's fair. That's fair. And you know, the, 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 the whole, like, there was a point, there was one play in that, that game last week that people got kind of worked up about. And because Mike had his defender fall down and he kind of, kind of jumped around like, wow, I don't get the ball, but the ball went to Juwan Johnson up the middle field. And I think it was funny that like people kind of looked at that as, well, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you try to get Mike the ball? And, and I understand, but Derek made the right throw. And also like, I think getting Juwan Johnson involved in the offense is, it's like, obviously, you don't want to see Mike go without a catch in a game. Obviously, that's not something you want to see happen. But I also want to see Jawan Johnson get incorporated a lot more than than he was. Like, even, right. even in the weeks he was healthy, he really didn't do much. I think he had like six catches. And so he's a guy who you expected to have a big year. And finally, right, you're making a couple big catches. You catch a touchdown. Maybe that gets him going. Because I think one of the issues for the Saints this year has been getting, in, getting past catchers the ball over the middle of the field. Right. And he's a guy who should be able to work in that area of the field. So, I mean, I, I, I agree. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get more action. My guy is going to be the guy who also had kind of a slow game. And I don't, still don't think you've seen him have the real blow up game that we know he's capable of. And I, and I know he's capable of it because he did it against this team on, uh, on Christmas Day yes, in 2020. Indeed. Alvin Kamara, it's my guy. I I want to see I want to see one of those Alvin games, right? I want to see big time. You know, I'm fine. He doesn't need four touchdowns or was it six touchdowns? How many touchdowns did he get in that game? I think he ended up with five. He could have had six. I think. 
I think, yeah, I think, let's see. I, I know, I think it was six and he could have had seven. That might be let's right see. too. Yeah. I'm, I think sh- what Sean ended up giving one to taste in that game instead of Alvin. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, 22 rushing attempts, 155 yards, uh, six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And then receiving, he also had three catches for 70, 17 yards. That but was yeah, with those what, awesome Christmas cleats. That was awesome. Yes, yes. And, uh, and he he could have had seven. The NFL record was six. He tied it, which, like, yeah, but that record was, like, 88 years old. So it's like you're not even playing. You're playing with leather helmets at that point, right? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they might have not even have been wearing helmets at that point. Either way, they, he did. He gave one of those touchdowns to Taysom, <laughs> which is like, like what on, are you man. doing, John? Why? What, what, what are you trying to prove here? Uh, anyway. Oh, it's, it's about the team, not one person. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, so? <laughs> it's just odd. But, yeah, I, I'd like to see. You know, you don't, I don't need six touchdowns from Alvin, right? But I would like to see a 150-yard total offense game i would like to see multiple touchdowns i'd like to see it just be a game where he's unguardable you can't stop him and like sure maybe in the second half they they bracket him and they take him away but like probably you know a more reasonable thing would be uh the seahawks game in 2021 when he had 100 yards receiving in the first half and, and a touchdown and then in the second half the seahawks had to basically triple team him and take him away and that opened up things for other people. So that's what I want to see. He's my guy. I want to see an Alvin Kamara game. I want to see it start early and end late. That's He's my guy. I like that, man, because we, we've seen, I feel, obviously, flashes of the greatness that Alvin is. But, yeah, he hasn't gone full Matrix this this season yet. Right. I think this is going to be the time. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those, okay, we're going up to Minnesota, and they think they got it figured out, and we're going to show them exactly what they don't have figured out. Skull um, this. Skull this. Yeah, you're going to blitz. We're going to run by you. Because that, that is how you beat the blitz, right? Like people, I think people think like, oh, the only way to beat the blitz is to throw it over them. It's like, no, it, you can run it by them. You know, yeah. they get at themselves out of position and then all of a sudden there's a hole and you can get big runs against the blitz, right? Because they have to play a shell in the back end. Anyway, so that's that's it. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you in Minnesota uh, out of the years that I got to do sideline. It was definitely one of my favorite venues. I think it's at the stadium's awesome. When did you go to Minnesota? Uh, my first season, and it was actually a primetime Monday night game on my birthday, too. Uh, the Saints ended up winning. That was the P.J. Williams pick six games. So this is 2018, yeah. 2018, okay. Okay, yeah, 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 30 to 20. I remember that game, yeah. Yeah, yep. there you go. I think that's the game, too. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Davenport hurt his thumb in that, in that game, or pinky, and I think that's the one that ended up eventually getting amputated wasn't it like a halloween game Yeah, you know, uh, my birthday is october 28th so basically yeah well because i remember i remember that game because uh i think i went to voodoo fest which doesn't even ex- like really exist anymore because of covid thanks covid but i remember that because that, that's oh, that's always, shame, always I, loved, I used to love going to that obviously it's a good it's a good one anyway good stuff yeah i'm looking forward to it i i'm gonna have to rem- i need to like the last time i should have brought a coat i forgot a coat Lots, so this lots time of purple, I, lots of purple, and a lot of Prince fans. So it's not so bad. This time I need to bring a coat. <laughs> yes, I cannot afford to forget my coat because it's it's weird though because like I can't wear the type of coat I need to wear up there to the airport here. You know, thankfully, <laughs> you know you're not going to be outdoors. Thank God it is a dome, so you don't have to worry about game time freezing your rear off. Yeah. Oh, tired, Jeff. Yeah, that's me. All right, inside black and gold. Baby, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Steve Ho, three in a row. Let's go.
that was loud. I, I'm sorry. Doug's just looking at me. You want to say hi? Okay, come here. Come say hi. Come say hi. Come on. Bailey on the podcast. Always our best guest. Hello. Don't be shy. I'm a dog. Oh, that puppers. I smell. <laughs> All right. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow him at Steve Geller. WWL. You can follow the show at Saints underscore pod. And as always, you can check out the latest news, notes, and analysis on WWL.com. You can follow Steve every day at WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and the Odyssey app. And yes, pregame coverage starts at 8 a.m. Uh, runs till what, 1 a.m.? So it's a long day. I'll be on the sidelines. As always, who at Go Saints? Whoa, 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 with the 1 a.m. stuff. Is it not true? No, we go to 6 p.m. 6 p.m., I'm sorry. (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) Oh, you're right. That's like the night games that goes to 1 a.m. Right. I'm like, whoa. Steve's going to be out there till 1 a.m., I'm telling you. I'm going (laughs) to. Yes, just just taking your calls. Yeah. (laughs) He's just going to be sitting there like, okay, call. Just calling up Steve. Just having a conversation. Anyway, so yeah, not 1 a.m., but either way. In spirit to what I am. All right. Enjoy mini, baby. Who dat? Go Saints. Be easy, y'all. Peace. Let's go.